it's fine. Mm-hmm. It's all right. It's it's really it really is okay. And this is the power of really examining your relationships, examining your narratives, and getting really clear on how you want to show up and doing it in a way that like you are not ashamed. Welcome to the Conscious Leadership Podcast, where soulful entrepreneurship and holistic mind-body wellness meet to help you heal, discover your soul's purpose, and change the world. I'm your host, Gabby Ortega, entrepreneur, psychology expert, social media maven, and soulful leadership coach. And it's my mission to empower you into becoming the light leader you're meant to be. Each episode will be diving deep into topics that will help you gain personal mastery over your healing and mind-body wellness, while also giving you practical tips and tools to help you create, market, and scale a heart-centered business around your soul's purpose and life mission. Whether you're in the beginning of your self-awakening journey or a seasoned inner work god or goddess who's ready to step into their leadership as a soulpreneur, this is going to be your new favorite place to be. We know that you don't just want to feel happier and more fulfilled, but you want to deeply know yourself and powerfully step into your life's purpose while creating massive abundance around your mission. That's why I've created this podcast for you, the light leader of the next generation. Welcome home. I'm so glad you're here. Hi, guys. Welcome back to another episode of the Conscious Leadership Podcast. I am very, very excited, as I'm always excited, because I think that's how I introduce all of my podcasts, um, to bring on today the most amazing human being who has been in kind of my world for the last year. Um, And the universe just sent her my way when I started the OM Collective. Um, And then from there, we grew to really know each other. She joined Ignite and then is now um, one of my, I would say my number two, basically, in the, in the whole OM coaching program. She's my number two coach, my support coach, my co-coach, my friend. She's also a licensed marriage and family therapist, and she is like turned into a coach. So I kind of like brought her into this space as well, and I'm so excited to introduce her to you guys. If you don't already know her, her name is Amber Gordon, and she is at Strike Ignite. Welcome. Hey, Gabby. I'm so excited to be chatting with you today. I'm so excited too. Hold on. I need to cut that. Are you licensed? Did I say that? No. Okay. I I wanted to make sure I was like, hold it. Hold on. Hold on. I usually, I go with trained. Yeah. um, Cause I, I basically, I have all my hours and everything like that. I just kind of like decided I liked coaching better. I just, uh, yeah, I'll just say marriage and family therapist. Like, yeah, I, that's fine. Okay, cool. Sorry. Okay. I want to make sure I like, I was like, I had a feeling and I was like, let me just like, before we like lie to the world and I make a mistake. <laughs> I don't want to get you in trouble. Okay, cool. Oh my God. No. Cause like there would totally be people who are like looking that up and I'm like, now. Yeah. <laughs> take two. <laughs> I never have to do a take two. This is really funny. Okay. <clears throat> Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Conscious Leadership Podcast. I'm your host, Gabby, and I'm so excited because today I have Amber Gordon. You guys know her. If you don't, you will get to know her very well. She is at Strike Ignite. She is a marriage and family therapist turned coach, and she's also a support coach for the Ignite program and for the OM therapy coaching brand. Welcome, Amber. Welcome to the podcast. This has been a long time coming. Um, I'm really excited to be talking to you today. I think we've honestly actually had to reschedule this three times just because of like life and other things and and like Gabby and I are friends. So it's like, hey, I have other things to do. <laughs> but 
I personally believe in divine timing. And I was just finished talking with Gabby about a session that I had with one of my coaching clients this morning that totally primed me up to be able to talk today about all the things that I think are going to be really helpful for you guys. You guys, she came ready to serve the knowledge and the wisdom today. And I was like, we have to hit record right now because like, you got to stop talking to me and we have to catch this all in the recording. And I do believe, and I, I think I've said this before and maybe not recorded, but there've been a couple of other guests that we've had to reschedule a few times because of course, you know, life and like that's totally fine by me. And I always laugh a little bit inside. I used to be like so anxious about it. And now I'm like, <laughs> there's a reason. Um, and every time it's because the timing of when we're supposed to have this conversation has to happen at the right time. And I think um, given what you were telling me before, I'm really excited. We're going to talk all about comparison, um, how that can cripple us, but also how that can really elevate us if we use it in the right way. And we have a really healthy mindset around healthy comparison because we do not live in a bubble. And as human beings, Beings, we are wired to be relational. So we can actually use comparison as a superpower. And today we're going to talk about that and get into much more stuff, I'm sure. So welcome, welcome. How are you? How is life? Tell us all about you and all the things. Yeah. So, um, like I was saying, this is like the greatest time to be having this conversation. I normally would never have uh, scheduled like a coaching session right before a podcast. Um, but this is somebody I've been working with for several months now, asked for like just a one-time session to process some stuff. And this morning was the only time I had. And I was like, you know what? It'll, it'll be fine. I got some time in between these two things. Um, so I was able to have this really beautiful conversation about exactly what I wanted to talk to you about today, which is comparison and relationships and how those different aspects of our life can help us to get really clear on our sense of self and our identity so that we can show up more clearly and more consciously, especially as leaders. Um, it's interesting because for me, I actually realized that this was a really big turning point in my life so several years ago, I am 32 now and proud of it. Um, hey, but when I'm going to be 32 in November, so I'm with you. Oh, it is November. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, yeah. I yes. Because like, <laughs> I was like, it's Mandalorian Day. So yes. <laughs> yes, Star November, Wars nerds. Yeah. November's like right around the corner. Um, but when I was 24, I was diagnosed with chronic Lyme disease and I was really, really sick at the time. And so what ended up happening was I had to take a break from school. I lost where I was living. I you know, couldn't afford my nice car, like all of these different things. And so I was in this space where I had no idea who I was because I was so used to those labels defining me. Mm. Student professional. I had three jobs. I made X amount of dollars. Like I drove this kind of car. Um, these were all the things that told me who I was. So all of those things literally were taken away basically overnight. Um, oh I wasn't God. productive. I wasn't able to work. I wasn't able to provide for myself. There were times that I needed other people to help me shower, to go to the bathroom, um, to get food for me. So my sense of self was completely stripped away. And I went to a really dark place in terms of feeling like I had no worth or value um, because I wasn't any of these external things that had previously given me a sense of self. Mm. So I had to really take a step back and think about who am I if I don't have all of these external factors to define me? 
Mm, I still have worth. Do I still have value? What do people see in me? What am I contributing? Um, And through going through some really, really dark nights and, you know, really deep, not so fun thought processes, I realized that we, we exist in relationship to so many things that are not necessarily external labels. Um, I was talking with my client this morning about, I get to decide how I exist in relationship to like makeup, right? Like, how do I feel about makeup? Is it something that's important to me? Do I have to put it on every day? If I feel like I have to put it on, why do I feel that way? Is that something that is a narrative that I've chosen for myself or is it a narrative that was given to me, right? These are all different things that I can use to define my sense of self and who I am. So I started real basic with just simple likes and dislikes, um, how I wanted to show up in relationship to chronic illness, how I wanted to show up in relationship to other people struggling with chronic illness, how I wanted to show up at my doctor's visits or with my family. All of these different things helped me to redefine who I was in a way that nothing could ever be taken away from me ever again in terms of my sense of self. And it really gave me the foundation and the fortitude to be able to navigate finishing out my treatment, which was ended up being five years. It was five years of like intense treatment. Like that's all I did was hospitals, doctor's appointments, everything like that. Um, And now that I'm on the other side of it, I'm able to help other people who are kind of in that abyss of, oh my gosh, like who am I? Um, And I tend to actually attract a lot of people who are high performers, but then also might be struggling with something like chronic illness, or Mm -hmm. they're unsure of what type of relationship dynamic works best for them. Mm -hmm. Um, They have different things that they need to figure out in light of being a high performer. And I think also it's really important to make sure that when we take that step back, we're doing it from a really authentic and aligned place, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And that it's not like, oh, what do I need to do to be good enough? Mm-hmm. You're already good enough, right? We already have everything that we need already inside of us. Um, and it's really being able to bring that out and know it to be true so that we can show up in the world. Mm, yeah, I love that. Everything you're saying is absolutely, I think, on point. And I think it really speaks to, you know, how do we discern, I guess, I think this is a question I want to ask you actually, how do we discern then what is like healthy external validation and healthy kind of ways of, you know, creating and figuring out who you are using external resources versus like, you know, the kind of crippling effect that sometimes comparison can have or, or, you know, putting ourselves in relationship to a community can have if it's not a right fit. Mm -hmm. I, this is something I was talking about with my, my coaching client this morning. And we kind of like co-created this really beautiful um, metaphor of, of a tree, right? Um, she actually brought up the, the concept of the tree and like the tree needing to have really firm roots. And then I added to that, that that tree ends up getting really firm roots in the face of adversity, right? Because if you're a tree and you're growing where like you have to dig really deep to get water or there's a lot of wind or rain, you have to dig those, those roots really deep really quickly or you're not going to survive. You're not going to make it. But it's only admit, admits those adverse conditions that you're going to make those really strong, really deep roots. And one of the questions that 
comes up a lot is, you know, how do I stop comparing myself? Mm -hmm. And it's interesting because we actually are constantly comparing ourselves because that's how we're wired, right? Like we are human beings and we exist in relationship to other people, our environment, different things. So we gain our sense of self through comparison because that's how we know where we exist in time and space by comparing ourselves to other things around us. Mm, Um, So it really, I mean, it really grounds us in reality. mm -hmm. Yeah, because we are, we're relational beings. If you are a child and you're raised in the middle of the wilderness, like all by your little self, like you're you're not going to have any sense of like, how do I relate to other people? What do I like? What do I dislike? You're not going to know any of those things because when you think about it, you formulated a lot of your sense of self in relationship to other people, other things, Mm -hmm. your environment. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't stop once we hit a certain age. It's not like it's a developmental milestone. And then it's like, okay, I know who I am now. I'm good to go. No, we're constantly reassessing and rediscovering and reconfiguring who we are based off of our forever changing environment and all of the variables around us. And even just being in relationship to one other person, there's so many variables in that relationship because they're, they're your own unique being. Mm, and I think yeah. relationships are our greatest teachers. Mm. Um, which brings me back to your question of healthy comparison, right? And a lot of this has to do with how you are entering into that And when I was talking with my client, we talked about constantly being in comparison versus conscious comparison. Mm, And that's so that's like intentional, like bringing mm -hmm. intention to the, the, whatever process you're using to compare. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. And we brought up this person is in a mastermind, right? And we brought up the fact that there's definitely like shadow work that comes up when you're in a mastermind because you're with all of these other high achievers, high performers. You're seeing other people's numbers. You're hearing about their their wins. You're hearing about their progress. Um, and so you're constantly invited to step into that space of like, oh, well, if they're doing it and I'm not, like, am I good enough? Or they posted five times this week and like I only posted once. Their caption's so much better. Why didn't I think of that, right? right? There's all of this comparison stuff that comes up. Oh yeah. <laughs> I can speak to it for myself and I've, <laughs> see, I've seen it with, uh, you know, our students in the various rounds of Ignite. Um, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's- and I think, you know, as a therapist, right, one of the most powerful tools that we have is, is the power of the reframe. All my fellow therapists out <laughs> yes! there, right? Like the power <laughs> of the reframe. And it's when you decide to come into that state of comparison from a place of abundance and acceptance and love versus scarcity and lack and fear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. It's, it's the same relationship. It's the same comparison, but instead of like, Oh, like, why didn't I think of that? It's like, huh, that really inspired me to like, think about what my thoughts are on that topic or. I, yeah. And I really want to like something that just popped into my head was um, yeah. an envy and jealousy. And this really plays into it. Cause like, if you can approach your envy and jealousy of another person with that kind of like healthy comparison perspective, it's like, actually that's a projective identification of something you're denying yourself. There's something that that other person has that's activating feelings of jealousy or envy. And that doesn't mean the other person is doing anything wrong. It means that there's something within you that you're seeing. Um, 
um, and they're holding a mirror up to perhaps something you're not giving yourself permission to do. I know when I saw a lot of high level coaches out there coaching, I was like, you know, so jealous of like all of the stuff they were doing. I saw them traveling and helping people. I'm like, there's no fucking way that this is like a real thing. This has to be a scam or an MLM or like something that was like going to harm people. Um, but I had to stop and really like catch myself because I was like, oh my God, like I'm so jealous of like this stuff. Maybe I should just like look into the possibility because I want to go on vacation and I want to help people and I want to be abundant and I want to do all these things and like live on my own schedule and not have to work for a boss that I hate, (laughs) you know? So, um, so I think like, look at anything that you're feeling envious about, jealous about people um, that you're comparing yourself to saying, oh, like, fuck that person. Like, that they shouldn't have that. Well, is are you perhaps denying yourself that? It may, and maybe the rage or the anger or whatever that's coming up for you towards them is really just really towards yourself unconsciously because you're not giving yourself that full freedom to go for it, you know? So envy can be a tool. Comparison can be a tool to really dive deeper into your own growth. Mm-hmm. And I think it's that transmutation of taking the comparison and initially what might be a trigger, turning it into a catalyst. Yeah, you can choose how you view or what the narrative is around your experience. Like, absolutely. And, and it can change over time as well. But I think that, yeah, it's all in how you can flip it into a supportive element for you. Like, if something is not supportive to you and you can't flip it, toss it, toss it out the window, you know. But there are ways to really utilize, because feelings are just information. They're, it's not like they're bad feelings or good feelings. They're feelings that are telling you something is happening happening inside me, you know, and it's like, it's like something's percolating. And so you really just want to get curious. You don't want to run away from it or hide or judge. Mm -hmm. Which is exactly the point of, you know, people say, how do I stop comparing myself? Right? Like, actually, no, it's, it's about inviting that comparison in and really getting curious about what is this bringing up for me? Why is it bringing this up for me? Is this something that aligns with me? Right? I, for myself, I was constantly looking at people who were waking up at 5am and going to the gym. And I was like, man, like, why can't I do that? Like, man, they're, they're just so much better at life because they can wake up at 5am and go to the gym and like pump out a two hour workout. There is no reality in which I will find it enjoyable or in alignment with who I am to wake up at 5am and go to the gym. That makes me unhappy. It makes me miserable. I still have adrenal fatigue from going through treatment for such a long time. So like at 5am, my cortisol is still like pretty low. Um, So that doesn't work for me. And that's okay. Mm. That's okay. How I exist in relationship to 5am is way different than how they exist in relationship to 5am. And it's all good, bro. Like it's fine. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And, and like, and again, like, yeah. And if there's feelings of like envy and, and you're coming from a space where that just doesn't align for you, keep reminding yourself, like, you don't have to be like everybody else, you know, and, and that envy that's coming up, maybe that's a space for healing and a space for, you know, this isn't me. This is may not be my reality, you know, for forever. And that's okay. And like, there's still this pressure that I feel internally to show up in this way. And oh my God, the conditioning, the programming, the the story I've created around this is so strong. Let me give myself a step back and like, just maybe put this person on mute on my feed or, um, and that's when we can really step in and make it a healthy experience. You can always like really at any point, if you have enough 
awareness. You can interject during these kind of internal experiences and kind of say, okay, where can I kind of take control and make this something that's going to help me grow versus something that's going to really cripple me. So it's a fine line. It's really difficult, but, um, but try to see if next time you're comparing yourself, if there isn't some information in there, that's going to be helpful for you. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I do with my coaching clients is we do a full relationship audit. So this isn't, again, it's not just your, your romantic relationship. It's like your relationship to your body, your relationship to your family of origin, your relationship to food. Like what are the big relationships in your life and mm. how are you existing in relationship to them? Because I can promise you if you are unsure about how you're showing up or how you want to show up in those relationships, it's going to create misalignment in different areas of your life. And this is where when we are showing up on social media, right? Like we're building a platform and your audience wants to know who you are, what you stand for, what you don't stand for, what you enjoy, what you don't enjoy. I want to know who you are as a human being. I want to get a full spectrum sense of who you are And if you're unsure of how you exist in relationship to all these different things, you're not going to be able to communicate that clearly to me. Just the same way as if I was a a politician and I was building a campaign, you're going to want to know exactly where I stand on all these different things so I know if I can trust you and if I want to align myself with you. There is no you if you don't know how you exist in relationship to these things. So take the time to get clear. Yeah, absolutely. And and that's hard. And I think like, it's so funny because when you said, I just started out with like little questions, like what, like, what do I enjoy? Like, what do I like? Like, what color do I like? What kind of like tastes and flavors and temperatures and, and textures and people and, you know, things like that, like where you're just like kind of really meeting yourself almost again for the first time because we think we're the same person we were 5, 10, 15 years ago when we were kids. We're like, wow, we're just like a different version. No, you're totally different. Like you just have to stop and meet yourself again. And if you are struggling with growth, if you're someone who's starting a platform on social media or you're starting a business on social media and you're finding yourself, you're like, I'm pumping out really good information and and I'm consistent and my hashtags are good, but I'm not picking up traction. I'm not getting engagement. Um, People are not reaching out to me, that's because you're, we're not seeing you or, you know, it's, you're hiding something behind, you're hiding your real self. And we can pick up on that energetically. Like we can pick up on the bullshit. We can pick up on the hiding and then we're turned off. We're like, eh, okay. Like we can read a textbook any day of the week and get this information, but we're here to hear your perspective on it, why it's so important to you, how it's affected you, why you're here talking about it and how you're going to help me. So (laughs) if you're not doing those things and you're not being super specific and letting us see who you are and letting us see your values and how you, you know, what your belief systems are, it's very hard to build trust. And this is something that I think, you know, it might be controversial to talk about, but like, you know, I used to be a really big fan of the holistic psychologist and um, really supportive of her work. And then there was some stuff that went down um, in the last like six months that really made me um, unfortunately unfollow her and not support her anymore. But she is like very unclear about where she stands about a lot of socio-political issues. And granted, like, you know, people are allowed their privacy, but if you have a really large platform and you're coming to Instagram to like run a community, you need to be very fucking clear about what your values are. And that's just an ethical thing for me. Um, I think, you know, eventually, you know, she did come out and like did say some things and apologize, but I think it was, it was a little bit kind of performative and a little too little too late, you know, kind of thing. And then went back to the same old, same old. So it's like, 
we need to know where you stand on ver- like human rights issues. We need to know where you stand on your value system, your belief system. And listen, it's cool if it's controversial. I'm not here to tell you like you should be one way or another. Just be you because the right people that are going to work well with you align with your values. So whatever those values are, like please don't like obviously go online and like if you don't value bullying and meanness and like hurting other people, but like whatever your, your, your values are, if they're, if their intent is to help and, and, you know, contribute and be of service, let us see you. And the more that we get to really learn about you, the faster you're going to get engagement, the faster you're going to grow, the faster we're going to be able to connect because ultimately that's what we're trying to do is connect with you, learn about you, trust you. And then from there you can create programs and sell whatever you want and grow your business and it'll be stable and sustainable because it's based off of you being you. And you know, when you're very clear about that, it's, it's, you know, you can run with that for a very long time. And I think that's really the difference between showing up as, as like a contributor versus showing up as a leader, right? Mm -hmm. Leaders take stands. Leaders stand for something. A leader is somebody that somebody can follow because they know that they align with their direction and what it is that they are building a path for in this world. And to be a leader, you have to have people that are going to want to follow you. But Again, if you're not showing up in a way that is very clear and says to other people exactly who you are and what you stand for, who like we literally call them followers on mm-hmm. Instagram, right? So, but like <clears throat> to get followers, you, you have to be a leader. Being a leader is scary, but this is where we go back to the tree analogy or metaphor. I was like, I'm like, grammar. I never know which um, one it is. <laughs> like one of um, them. One of those. Because the more clear you are about how you exist in relationship to different things, the more you're capable of handling adverse conditions or any type of resistance that's going to come your way. Because, you know, like if if I said to you, like, Gabby, you know, I I feel some type of way about the fact that you're wearing yellow today. I I really don't like it. I, I think it's dumb. And, but you know that you love what you're wearing today. It's beautiful, by the way, but like you love (laughs) what you're wearing today and you love that you're like wearing yellow and you're like crushing it. You can be like, thank you for your experience of me wearing yellow. However, I'm like, I'm crushing it and I look bomb and like, cool. But, but like that, you didn't then feel the need to take that on and decide like, oh, do I maybe not look good in your, because you are so clear about how you feel and what you're wearing. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It doesn't matter what I say to you. It doesn't matter how I show up. It doesn't matter what perspective you're able to see me, hear me, hold space for me, but it's not going to then contaminate your own feelings of self or self-worth or, you know, choose you to be unsure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you come from such an interesting background. When I found out that you were, um, you know, living with this past of chronic illness and still living with things that are going on for you health-wise, um, I just have so much admiration for how much you give to other people. And 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 I wonder, you know, I, one of the things is that we do have um, a few members in our night program who who also struggle with chronic illness and different things. And energetically, it's really hard sometimes to show up the same way that other people show up. And the comparison mm-hmm. I've noticed gets really into the the narrative of those particular individuals. And I was wondering, like when you first got started, you know, obviously you had support, um, but, you know, most of the time we get in our own way, right? How how did you work through 
having to basically work around your individuality and like, how did you come to accept that it was like, you don't have to be like everybody else. Like that's a hard thing to, to arrive at, you know? So, so I think, yeah. What are some like tips you have maybe for our audience? And if they're looking to kind of, if they're, if they're living with something like this or looking to start this practice of cultivating this. Yeah, I actually, I really love that question because it's something that's very near and dear to my heart. And like I said, I, you know, I end up attracting a lot of high performers um, that got like a little something extra, right? Like they know that they're made for more, but they're feeling like they're being held back. Um, And when it comes to learning about yourself and how you want to show up professionally, how you want to show up personally and managing energy. And I usually don't like to use that word like managing, but when you are someone living with chronic illness, it really does come down to that. Anybody listening to this that is a fellow chronic illness person, like if I call you like a spoonie, like you're going to know exactly what I'm talking about Um, because you only get so much energy in a day. And if a chunk of that's already going to be taken up by taking care of yourself, um, you know, taking a bunch of supplements, making sure you're getting a lot of rest, you then need to be very intentional about how you're going to utilize that other part of your energy. And it does not mean that you're automatically disqualified from showing up as a leader, from you know building an online business, from being a coach. It doesn't mean any of those things. What it means is that you have to do a little bit of extra work to figure out how that is sustainable for you. Mm, yes. And- yes. Preach! <laughs> We throw away so much of our energy when we act out of misalignment, right? So anytime I'm comparing myself to someone else, I'm throwing my energy away. Mm. Anytime I'm fighting against how I work best, I'm throwing my energy away, right? Like me waking up at 5 a.m. to work out, I was trashed for the rest of the day. I was sabotaging myself because I was forcing myself to try to be like someone else that didn't work for me. But instead of accepting that about myself and loving myself and figuring out maybe I just need to go for a walk at four o'clock in the afternoon, because that's what feels good for me. And that's actually what would have been better for my body. I was forcing myself, right? But like, if we want to get into it so much of that masculine energy that comes with totally high performer, right? Forcing myself into what I felt like was right, because it was a narrative that had been given to me. It wasn't my own. So in terms of like steps, the first thing is to kind of take a little bit of a breather in terms of really thinking about like, what is true for me? What are, what are the narratives that I'm following right now and where did they come from? And do they even align with who I am? Yeah. And look at the shoulds. Are, like, what are the mm-hmm. should statements that you keep telling yourself and are they actually in alignment with you and what your needs are? Right. And how do they make you feel? Right. Like, so for me, like if I was like, I should be waking up at 5am, my stomach literally hurts. Mm. thinking about waking up at 5 a.m. Like it makes me nauseous. So I know that that is like- <laughs> Your body's so smart. It's like, fuck no, Amber, stop this shit right now. Stop thinking about it. We're not doing this. <laughs> no, it's like, anyone in the Ignite program knows, like I'm responding to your like, you know, Slack messages at like 1130 at night because for me right now, like that's what's working for me. Like I go to bed late, I sleep in and I have a bomb day. Like I'm, I'm yes. very much like- That's, that's what it's about, right guys. <laughs> And I'm I'm very happy with that. But for the longest time, I was fighting against that. So I wasn't being as efficient with my energy or as productive with my energy because I was throwing it away, Mm. acting out of alignment with what's right for me because I couldn't accept myself. I could not accept myself because I was too busy forcing a narrative that didn't align with my truth. 
Mm. And also I want to say like society does not, our culture does not let you do this by, by the way, like you, you know, if you're working a nine to five job, you're listening to this, like, bitch, what time do I, well, I don't have time to like rest in the middle of the day. I have to like be at work. Well, this is why entrepreneurship is such a fucking freedom for people who are living this kind of life, like with PTSD and CPTSD for me, it was all about the same thing. Like I had to create a life around my healing versus shoving my healing in wherever it could fit in. I had to literally recreate my entire existence, but that was okay because now I am the happiest I've ever been. I am so like rested and like well taken care of and I get to make my own schedule and I get to work with my body and my reality, my bio individuality, which again, you guys, we don't really talk about this that much. Each, every person has bio individuality based on your body, based on your Cycles based on your history, based on everything about you. You're an individual organism. So you really need to understand how you work so that you can work with you with yourself. If you throw, sometimes I say this to like my, my group people, um, group members, but like if you throw like a lion into the ocean and you expect it to like be like a swimmer, like you're going to fucking be shocked, I guess, that it's going to drown um, because it just doesn't work for the lion. Lions thrive in the prairie or whatever. Prairie, I don't know. Where do they thrive? The desert? I don't know. The Sahara. Whatever. And- the Serengeti. <laughs> like that's a desert. I, as you can tell, I'm not like, I'm not an animal do- I'm studiest person. Um, uh, <laughs> biologist. I don't know. Uh, what do you like, use an with that statement? I literally like these quotes. Amber's collecting all of my like brain fart <laughs> quotes, and I like love it. Um, but you know, like you really have to understand. Like we we've been kind of boxed into this belief system that we have to operate a certain way. A lot of shoulds. And the truth is we can actually create an entire society around our bio-individuality, but it requires you to step out of the box and to be like, mm, eh, I'm going to give myself this chance to kind of just meet myself and, and do the things that I need to do so that I can operate at my maximum you know, capacity and feel really, really good in a sustainable way, like you said. Mm-hmm. And this is where it is really powerful to be able to own your truth and own your worth and give yourself permission to live a life that is sustainable for you. Because so much of our society is built on fear and inadequacy and lack and you're broken and you're not good enough. Like even if you don't have chronic illness, you're still being fed narratives about like how you need this to be better or how you need to do this, or you need this hair color, this body type, this whatever. Um, to it to be good. So if you have all of those narratives and then on top of that, you know, you're struggling with something like not being happy in your relationship or chronic illness or, you know, living in a traumatic environment, it's going to be next to impossible for you to maintain trying to show up in all of these false narratives that aren't aligned with you and show up in your business. Right? Yeah. And I think it's not sustainable. It's not sustainable. And this is also, guys, why I think we are so beaten down, those of us who have a little bit extra baggage, you know, or or things to work with. Um, Because we live in a society that doesn't that give us give us permission to um, create lifestyles that could be both high performance and you know, meeting people where they are with 
you know, their health situations or whatever extra things they're bringing into this, into the room. And I think having conscious entrepreneurs includes, I think a large group of people who are like, there's no space for us. Um, because like, it's not there. We haven't created it yet. So like, if you're someone who's like struggling with mental health, if you are struggling with physical health, if you are, you know, healing from various things, like you can still be high performing. There's no, but it's just an, and, and it's like, how do I make this work for myself? And Hell I want, yes. Right? Like, I want you guys to take that power back and to realize that you can do whatever it is that you set your mind to, but it means also knowing exactly who you are so you can intentionally do that, mm-hmm. you know, and you're not just like throwing shit at the wall and seeing what sticks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, it's really, it's getting clear. Who are you? What do you want? What do you need? And giving yourself permission to exist in that way. So you're being effective with the energy that you have. And there is so much that we can do with so little if we're intentional about it, if we're using it in an effective way, if we're not giving our energy away to things that don't serve us. But so much of that is, again, giving yourself that permission to be like, hey, you know what? I might have chronic illness. I might, you know, have CPTSD. I might be, you know, in a relationship that I'm working to get out of, but I still know who I am and I know how I want to show up and I know what works for me. And I'm going to give myself permission to live my life in alignment with who I am, what my truth is, and that's how I'm going to show up every day and that's what's going to be sustainable for me. And also knowing that like if there's a day where you just don't feel like showing up that day, that's okay too. That is okay. There is like <laughs> had one no- last week. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's it's fine. It's fine. It's not like the whole world is going to end because like you took a rest day. Like or that like your business is going to disappear or that people are going to hate you because you didn't respond to them. Cuz you for know a what that days. says to me? That says to me that you're a human being and yeah. you're actually practicing what you preach because you're not going to force and push yourself into misalignment so that you're throwing your energy away and you don't feel good. Mm, yeah, absolutely. And that and that's a form of self-betrayal, right? And we're trying to build up self-love, self-confidence, self-trust, all those things. You're like, how can I love myself more? Give yourself more permission. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And acceptance and love. And yeah. it's it's okay. Like you are okay. And mm-hmm. everything that you want, you can still have and have all of these other things. It's fine. Mm-hmm. It's all right. It's it's really, it really is okay. And this is the power of really examining your relationships, examining your narratives and getting really clear on how you want to show up and doing it in a way that like you are not ashamed. Yeah. You are not ashamed. I think like one of the most interesting questions, and you said this a few times um, because, you know, we're talking also about us being relational beings. I, I don't know who first asked me this question. Someone asked me like, what is your relationship with PTSD, with your PTSD, with your trauma. And I'd never been asked that. I'd always been like, what, what happened to you? Or like, how do you feel about it? But no one asked me like, and it's a very specific question, right? Like a very specific way of approaching that um, concept and that narrative. What is your relationship? Like as if it's a living being that you have a relation with. And I was like, well, that's true. Like this isn't me, you know, this is a part of, you know, my psyche and a part of a result of things that I've, I've experienced, but like, I am not my, my PTSD. I'm not like my trauma. So I was like, damn, it, this is a relationship shit. So then I went from kind of being really paralyzed. And this was like kind of, 
of one of the turning points in my healing journey from being like the victim of my PTSD and then taking it out on everybody and being like, well, this is who I am. You know, this is what happened to me. And I'm, I have trauma and you have to make room for me. And I'm sure there's space in that, you know, in the beginning, it's like, make room because you're finally making room for yourself. I have a voice. I have a voice. (laughs) (laughs) Right. But it's like, um, but then at a certain point, you can't just like take that out on people. You have to examine, okay, now that I've kind of like swung the pendulum and I've used my voice, let's like swing it back into the middle area and like less extreme. And that's like, look, look at the relationship I have with it. And that changed everything for me in terms of how I I approached it and, you know, so I looked at it and I kind of said, okay, I have, I hate it. And I was like, I can't hate this because then I hate myself. And that was huge. I was like, holy shit. Like this whole time I'm so angry. I'm so hateful. I'm so, um, like sad about this. And my relationship with it is, is that of like hate and victimization and helplessness and vulnerability, which is not untrue. But on the other hand, I started to say, what if I can invite this in as a, oh my God, I survived. And wow, thank you for my body and my nervous system Mm -hmm. and for my mind for doing the things that it needed to do so that I didn't die of overwhelm in the moment, you know, Mm -hmm. and like the dysregulation and the things that have happened afterwards have also allowed me to deepen my ability to connect with human beings and deepen my ability to really um, broaden my resilience and, and grow my ability to to help other people with my empathic skills because I had to go through all of this or I, I didn't have to but I, I, did, I went through all of this and so in many ways my success my strength my whole business my you know meeting you the ability that I've had to make all of these wonderful soulmate family people in my, and invite them into my world where I felt so alone for so many years like that is because um, in many ways, I have this trauma. So my relationship with trauma was really, really painful. But then I was able to kind of also invite in this element of wh- where can I put gratitude? Where can I, where, how can I ch- use this narrative to also explore maybe some of the things that, that have, you know, benefited me and that I've been able to take from this, not as like a cheap silver lining to kind of make myself feel better, but as a really deep way of integrating this experience. And because we have to create meaning from our experiences, otherwise we can't integrate them. So for me, that, that question, um, what is your relationship to your anxiety? What is your relationship or with your anxiety, with your trauma, with your depression, um, with your chronic illness, with, you know, whatever else is happening internally for you? Like ask yourself that question and spend some time really marinating over like a week or two and ask yourself really, what is my relationship with all of this? And I actually really love when you use the language of like inviting in, because one of the things that I do with my clients a lot is we externalize whatever it is that's really showing up as a block for them. So whether that's anxiety or trauma or chronic illness, and we'll do a visualization activity where, you know, we'll say anxiety shows up at their door and knocks on their door, right? And you're visualizing inviting anxiety in and you're going to sit anxiety down and, you know, whether you're going to have like a glass of wine or a cup of coffee or whatever, you're going to sit down and you're going to talk. And we go through three different questions. So the first question is basically you sharing with anxiety exactly how you feel about it. Everything that you have to say, everything that it's, it's brought into your life, good, bad, otherwise. The second question is asking anxiety, like, what do you need? 
Mm. What, what do you need? Right. So it might be like, Hey, like I need you to actually take like 15 minutes in between your calls because you need more time to decompress. And like, that's why you're anxious at the end of the day, because you're not chilling and giving yourself time to reset in between your client calls whatever it is, like, what do you need? Right. And then, and, and, and really fast, you guys like this, in this kind of exercise, like you do not think about it. Don't sit there. What do I need? What it's like, it's a kind of, I posted about this the other day. If you knock on the doors of the unconscious psyche will always answer. And Mm -hmm. this is the idea of like literally asking yourself. And the first thing that pops into your head is the answer. Like, do not question it. It is your unconscious speaking to you. So it's not like a conscious, let me think about what I need. I don't know conscious. It's like sitting with yourself and literally like talking to this, visualizing them in a chair in Mm -hmm. front of you and talking to, what do you need? And sometimes it helps to say like, to be yourself, maybe if you're sitting facing one direction, if you're doing this alone, then Mm -hmm. say, anxiety, I see you, I hear you, come on in, let's talk. What are you trying to tell me? And then switching your chair to face the other direction to take the role of your anxiety, whatever it is that you're trying to do and just speak and just see what happens. And if you're going to be surprised that you have the answers already within you and that Mm -hmm. it's not so much of a brainstorming session so much as an embodied just allow yourself to just speak and see what comes out of your unconscious without any filtration Mm -hmm. and that's why so for the third question and I really try to work with my clients ahead of time because this is not about toxic positivity or forced gratitude or anything like that the third question is like what gifts do you have for me right? Mm. And sometimes the first couple times people will do this exercise, nothing comes through. And that's fine. That's totally fine because you're still very much in the like, I need you to know what, how you've like messed up my life. And I need to know like what the hell you need to go, go away or to quiet down. You yeah. might not actually get an answer for that third question, but usually by the second or third time that we've done this visualization exercise, things do start to come through. Like, what do you have for me? Okay. I'm here to help you slow down. Mm. I'm here to help you be more mindful. I'm here to remind you to take care of yourself, right? And yeah. a lot of this is when we realize like how we exist in relationship to things, even when how we exist in relationship to our good friend, you know, anxiety. Um, it, Love her. <laughs> right? Like you then get this amazing acceptance and permission to allow these things to show up in your life just as they are. It's not good. It's not bad. It's not whatever. Like we said, it's information. And it's about how you reframe and utilize that information to improve your alignment and then basically create more sustainability and authenticity in your life because you're owning your truth. Yeah. Uh, love that. And, and, you know, again, it's like working with you, who you are at all levels. You have many different things going on for your nuanced human being with many contradictory aspects. It's okay. Um, and just really easing into, you know, accepting not limitations, but just what are your frames? Like what are, what are, what are your boundaries? What are the things that you need to make sure that you can operate at your fullest capacity? Because when you're at your best, um, you, you know, the world is going to experience just the best of you as well. So why don't we just make it a win-win? And like, and, and even, you know, going down to like, what is, what does my best look like? Like, what does that even look like? Um, you know, and then again, lots of permission, lots and lots mm-hmm. of love. And mm-hmm. especially if you're someone who is, you know, coming to the table with extra stuff that you're working through and extra um, baggage, you know, then, you mm-hmm. know, give yourself extra love, extra attention, extra permission. And if the people around you 
push back and they're like, well, why aren't you doing this anymore? Um, you know, one of the things that um, I was very lucky, you know, I didn't have a ton of friends who were like actively partying and drinking and stuff when I got sober from alcohol, but, but I did get, you know, in the first time I tried a couple of years ago, I did have a lot of friends who were partying and it was always like, why weren't you coming out? Why weren't you doing this? Why weren't you drinking? And it's like, people might push back, step away from those people. It's okay. Mm-hmm. If you have a boss, um, like I explained to my boss about my trauma and my boss was actually really, really, um, I didn't go into detail, but I said, look, there may be days that like I come in maybe half an hour late. It's because I'm waking up and I'm, I'm may not be having a really good day and I need extra time to meditate, to take care of myself. And my boss was like, that's fine. Just let me know. She was like really, really, really cool about it. But of course, like on those days when I came in a half an hour late and I texted her, there was passive aggressiveness. There was a little bit of like extra, throwing extra things on my table to do at the end of the day that like at the last minute so that I would have to stay late. Um, and so that shit didn't fly. And that made me more motivated to be like, mm, okay, this is obviously not an environment that works for me rather than look at it like a limitation, like oh, fuck me. Like now I'm gonna have to stay late and this is my fault and I shouldn't be mm-hmm. sick and I should be showing up early. And this, you know, I blah, like all of that, I got to a point where I was like, oh, actually this is just like the wrong environment. And my feelings are telling me that I just don't like this. <laughs> I got to get out. Um, And I did. And that was like, it was awesome. It was great. So I think, you know, knowing that there are going to be situations where you're going to have to shed, you're going to have to do the painful stepping back. You're going to have to rearrange to get into alignment because you're probably in out of alignment right now. There's some growing pains, but go see it through and actually give yourself, again, that full permission to live the range of your experiences and to be the full spectrum of who you are and to find a lifestyle that you can, that's sustainable where you can be all of those things and feel really fucking good and aligned and happy and safe and all of that because it is so much better than trying to fit into the should molds and the boxes that we're given when we're born into this, you know, world because that, that shit is that. That's what's gonna make you suffer the most. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's. I think what you were saying is really beautiful because the visualization that I kind of got as you were sharing that was those were all adverse situations that created resistance in your life that caused you to reflect upon who you are and what you need to deepen your roots, mm-hmm. right? To really mm-hmm. dig in and get clear so that you can stand in the face of that that conflict and know, you know what, actually, I'm not going to get sucked into you trying to make me feel bad about being 30 minutes late or showing up, you know, 30 minutes after I'm normally here because that's what I needed and that's okay. So you can go fly a kite and (laughs) I'm going to go take care of myself, right? Because you don't get to decide how I feel about this. I get to decide because I'm really clear on who I am and what I need and how I'm showing up. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, I love this conversation. I think it's so important. I think it's one of the things that we get, like, I get at least a lot of questions about the comparison stuff. And I think like, this is a really good perspective that it can go either way. It can be a positive. It could be something that could put us into a negative spiral, but it really, we have the control to decide how we want to use this information um, mm-hmm. and how we want to interpret our feelings to be of a best, the best support towards our highest self and towards our highest good. Um, so Amber, as we kind of wrap up, I, I just, I always ask this question to people because I'm super curious, like what makes you feel like a light leader? Honestly, I, it's interesting because this, you know, I listen to your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you do? I actually didn't know that. Oh my of God. course. 
I love you. I am like your number one fan. No. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> slash, like quote gem grabber slash co coach. Yeah, I'm just here for all of the things. But it it's interesting because I I came to all of these different conclusions to answer that question. Um, but they were all like externalized. And when I was actually sitting and thinking about the things that I wanted to talk about today and kind of allowing it to really just like come organically, I realized that the thing that makes me feel like a light leader is living in my truth and doing it in a way that gives other people permission to live in their truth. Oh my God. And then the angels parted, the heavens parted and angels came down and they reigned the world with love and rainbows and sparkles and unicorns and magic. And yes, that is literally the best ever. Um, I think it's the scariest thing to be real with yourself, but the faster, oh, you, yeah. do it, the faster you do it, guys, rip that fucking bandaid off, get the work done. You can get out the other side. I, I highly recommend getting yourself a coach or a therapist or someone to help yep, you. Yep just walk straight through that tunnel with us. And even though your brain makes you feel like you're dying, it's literally just your like brain trying to protect yourself. You'll be okay. Absolutely. And it's the death death of your ego a little bit, you Mm -hmm. know, and it's like that, that little bit of that ego death to help you get super conscious awareness and connected connectedness. And, and, but there's so much freedom on the other side, like so much freedom. You realize like one of the things I didn't realize was like, Oh my God, you can actually create a new world and it's just up to us to but it's it's the mind fuck of we got to get unprogrammed and we have to step out of our own way so i appreciate you having this conversation with us today and and i can't wait for more that we're going to have um so for those of you who don't know amber is um like the number two coach in um ignite and she is now you shouldn't even say that she's just basically my co-coach um and she runs in there and she has so much like enthusiasm and just helps elevate everyone so much and i'm so grateful for you being there. Um, and moving forward, you know, Amber does our calls. So if you ever get on a discovery call, you'll probably talk with her. Um, and I'm just really happy to have you in my circle. And I'm so glad that you, I think you DM me on Instagram back in the day and you're like, I don't know, I just found you. I don't know like who you are, but I want to be involved and I want to, I want to be involved in whatever it is that you're doing. Cause I love it. And I was like, I, I don't know, but I, yes. And that's how Maddie came into my life too. She randomly emailed me my OBM. Um, and so the universe is great that way. So thank you for taking the time. And where can we find you? How can we work with you other than Ignite? Um, you know, how can we get more of Amber? So I am at strike underscore Ignite on Instagram. Um, there is, thanks to my time in Ignite, I have a nice little link tree with an application all set up for you if you <laughs> want to do one-to-one coaching. Um, and I actually have four spots available for that. Yes, so amazing. If you're up on in that, because I, you know, I have a lot of energy right now for our lovely little Ignite students. Yeah. Um, I shouldn't say little. They are fucking powerhouse. They're on fire. I was going to say, like, there is nothing little about these, these awesome light leaders that we've called in. But, um, yeah, and I love, you know, hearing from anyone and everyone. So please, like, come on into my DMs if you have reactions to this, you know, especially if you are someone who identifies with being a high performer, but also maybe navigating your relationship or navigating chronic illness or any of that type of stuff. 
please know that like my DMs are always open to you. Um, I do have a website, but like, let's be real. I'm always hanging out on the gram. (laughs) (laughs) Me too. I have my website. I'm getting it all redone right now. And I'm like, I don't know if people are going to use it, but it's going to look nice. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I like my website too. It's, it's pretty like, it's very, you know, there's a form on there that you can fill out and everything like that, that gets sent to my email, but DMs are definitely like DMs are the, the fastest, fastest way. most direct. Yeah. I'm on there all the time. And I love, I love what Amber does. She not only takes on one-to-one clients, but she also works one-to-one and with, with couples or, or people in, in different kinds of relational situations, um, and relationship dynamics, I should say. And, um, and it's really, if you're into like polyamory, if you're into kink lifestyle, BDSM, if you're into alternative sex lifestyles or partnerships or anything like that, like it is a safe space for you to get guidance, to explore the side of yourself, what you're looking for. So sex and intimacy and relationships, Mm -hmm. it's really something that I think is so, um, I wanted to just specifically point out because I don't know a lot of people who are doing this kind of work. I can pretty much count on one hand, the people that I know that are stepping into the space publicly at least, um, Mm -hmm. because there's so much stigma. So I think you guys, if you're wanting to explore open relationships or any of these like kinds of things, there are people out there who can help you get some education around this, learn how to do boundary work, learn how to do communication work, learn how to do like internal work around, you know, acceptance and love and and all of these permission, all the things we talked about. So Amber um, does have like a specialization in that. So if that's something you're interested in, she is someone to go consult and um, talk to about that 100%. Yeah. I'm definitely like the, if you're like a high performer and you just feel like you don't fit into the box, like you're yeah, my people. So exactly. come on over. Come on exactly. over. Exactly. Oh my God. <laughs> well, thank you so much for being here, Amber. And I will drop all of your information for all of your offerings and where to find you in the show notes. So y'all can find her. And, um, and you can also find her at our community calls. Um, every other week, what we do in the OM program is we, um, or in the OM company business is that we offer free community calls for any any of you guys that are starting businesses in the holistic wellness space, therapists, counselors, coaches, psychologists, um, wellness professionals who are looking to make an impact in, in, the, in the world and be leaders, we host these community calls for free for you guys every other Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern. We hold trainings. Um, we talk about strategy, business strategy, social media strategy. We talk about shadow work and inner work and psychology. We talk about all the things. Um, and this is free. So we do it for an hour every other week. Come on down, hang out with us, chat with us, tell us what you're dealing with, what you need support with, and we're here to help you. We are also going to be launching the next round of Ignite. Um, we start in February, so we'll start launching probably middle of December and start taking calls then. But if you guys want to get in on this, we already have people reserving their spots. So if you are interested, there's a link in my bio. It's a uh, not a pre-enrollment necessarily, but a way wait list. And, um, and if you are interested, fill out that application, get on the wait list and make sure you write somewhere in there that you want to call immediately, or you want to put down your deposit immediately. It's $500 to reserve your spot. It is going to save you uh, a seat for sure. We already have, I think three people guaranteed who just, yep. just like popped in this week, um, who were like, I want in. So if this is you and you want to start your business from scratch, you want to be in an environment with other women, other light leaders, other self healers, um, and you want to change the world. This is the 
container for you. It's all about support and empowerment and um, connecting with clients on a heart level, connecting with your audience on a heart level, being of service, not selling from a manipulative, wounded masculine kind of energy, but really teaching people how to invest in themselves, in their wellness, in you know bettering their lives so that we can really ultimately spread our light, um, heal the world, help people really choose themselves and essentially make the world a better place. So if this sounds like something that's interesting to you, join our waitlist. We're also going to drop the link for the waitlist in the show notes here and um, DM me if you want to grab your spot for sure. We're actually offering a pre-enrollment special right now up until the end of uh, November. So if you would like $100 off and instead of $500 deposit doing a $400 deposit, we will have that available for you until the end of the month. And then we will hit the road hard with our pre-enrollment, um, getting you guys on the phone and bringing you into this incredible, incredible community um, that is just so full of support and so full of love and will help you grow and scale your business from the ground up, um, up to five to seven to eight to 10K months. I had a wonderful client just reach out to me from the original Ignite program who let me know that she had a second launch. Um, and this was after she worked with me and it was an $18,000 launch and she offered, um, payment plans. She, it was very, you know, excessively priced, um, for her course. Uh, she was able to offer sliding scale options. So if people really were in a place where they could not afford the full fee, um, she had three or four different options. And even with that, she was able to, call in $18,000. And this is someone who has never seen this kind of money before um, and really was able to create it for herself because she has such a strong connection with her audience. She has so much to give, so much to offer, and people really want to work with her. And that's what I teach you how to do in this program. So if having an $18,000 launch sounds good to you, um, then I look forward to meeting you. I look forward to seeing you on the wait list and I look forward to mentoring you and guiding you maybe in the community calls or wherever it is that you're going to show up. And wherever you are today, I hope that you have the most beautiful, relaxing, wonderful day and you show yourself just everything that you can possibly do and be. So that's it for me. I hope you have a lovely time for the rest of your day and we will see you on the next episode.